When we're uh, trying to get dominion over certain things or get victory over certain things, whether it's our physical health or financial health or peace in our family, whatever it is, uh, it's important that we get a hold of something that's not often gotten a hold of, uh, partly because the religious realm kind of takes us off a different direction, and we really don't get a, a real clear shot at what Jesus did for us in a certain realm. So I want to read a scripture right now, and it's over in uh, Philippians chapter 2, and it starts in verse 5. And it, <clears throat> it reads in the New King James, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant, and coming in the likeness of men. So in other words, he emptied himself of privileges. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, because of this sacrifice, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow, and those in heaven, of those in heaven, and those of earth, and those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Uh, often this is not really focused on, but it says here that there is a name that's above every name. Every name. You think of a name... And now I'm going to regress just to a little bit further back now, and we'll come back to this in a little while. But I want to I want to give a review here of things that impacted my life to give me a better idea of what Jesus really uh, did for us and the tool that He gave us for victory. And you go back in in Genesis, the first chapter, verse 26, and it reads, "Then God said." Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created Adam in his image, and he gave him, in verse 28, uh, then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing. So God gave Adam over dominion over every living thing. You know the history. Adam sinned, forfeited all that authority, but man still had dominion, but it was under the guise of darkness, of the evil one. First of all, I might go to uh, Luke 9, and he's working with his 12 disciples. And this is important. You must listen to this. In chapter 9, verse 1, the Bible says, He called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over demons, and to cure diseases. Now, there's some things that I won't get into right now, but, but basically the twelve didn't catch it. They didn't really catch what they had just been given. So in verse chapter 10 of Luke, uh, it says in the 
verse 1, that these things the Lord appointed 70 other also, so brought in 70 more. And they went out and did wild things. They found out demons were subject to them, and they found out a lot of different things. So in verse 19 of Luke 10, now must get a hold of this. He said to them, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt, hurt you. So we have, were given here, uh, of those 70 rather, and others were given authority over demons and diseases. It said over all power of the enemy. If there's a disease afflicting your body, that's power of the enemy being exhibited. Here it says we have authority over that. You know, okay, so uh, anyway, I'm uh, back several years ago. I'd gotten a hold of the idea of authority. But I was in a conference with this these people, and this man said something that really I understood. He read the scripture that I just read in Genesis and talked about having authority over every living thing. And he said, now let me ask you something. Is your body a living thing? And I said, thought, yes, my body is a living thing. Is there any part of your body that's not a living thing? No, everything in my body is a living thing. Therefore, I have authority over my own body. But I have it through the blood, through the name of Jesus. Now, we go a little bit further then and, and think about what that is. That means if your body's not going the direction that you want it to go, you might get a hold of the idea that you need to speak to your body or those functions that don't seem to be working, and you need to speak to them with authority. Now, I got a hold of this, and I, um, I, I started out young riding Bronx and so on and ended up in rodeo besides a, quite a bit of hard physical work. I had a lower back and so on that was not the greatest, so I used to go to chiropractors all the time, and they'd adjust it, and I'd go do something else. After this conference, I began to think, you know, uh, my body is a living thing. And I learned also that if uh, your back is out, just an, just, a, just an illustration, if your back is out, one leg might be shorter than the other. So I began to check that out. When my back would be hurting, I'd strain it or I'd do something or I'd step wrong or whatever you do. And I'd look and one leg would be longer than the other. So I took authority over my lower back. And I'd say, lower back in the name of Jesus, I command you to receive the stripes of Jesus. Be healed right now. And I'd watch my legs grow out. Well, after that, I, I don't know how many people I have ministered that to and watched the legs, their arms, all kind of things grow out normal. It's always astounding to see that because it's a visual demonstration of what he was trying to tell us. Was it my power that, that healed my back? No, it was the power of God, but it was through the name of Jesus. So anyway, that's a testimony, but that's been going on now for many years, many decades, let's put it that way. But I found out in ministering to other people with illness, disease, or whatever, uh, whatever that was, maybe, maybe it was cancer, 
uh, you speak to those things. You know, and interestingly enough, people pray and pray and pray and pray for a miracle. But, you know, cancer is a name. Uh, diabetes is a name. Anything else can be named as a name. And in Philippians, we learned that, that Jesus is a name that's above every one of those names. It's above diabetes. It's above depression. His name is above all that. It's above fear. Uh, that's another thing. Found out that with authority over fear, uh, a lot is released to us when they do not let fear operate in our life. Now, you know, wrapped all this up, and, and we always, it's good to go back and see what Jesus said then in Mark 16, because it's, uh, uh, let's just pick it up here, and uh, where he'd risen, and they found out about it, and and in verse 12, after that, in chapter 16 to Mark, after that he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Afterwards, he appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is known as the Great Commission. It's one that every believer, and he says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And listen to this, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not it by no means hurt them. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then in 19 it says, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Now, the point here is the authority of a believer. Very few Christians really get a hold of this concept. We have so much authority over the spirits of darkness, over our bodies, over sickness and disease. All we have to do is get a hold of this, get a revelation of it. And without belaboring this, if you've, if you've heard teaching on Mark 11, 23, 24, uh, either my teaching or someone else's, and it says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, uh, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things he says shall come to pass he'll have whatever he says so there's a lot of saying in there it's got to do with confessions but it's primarily it has to do with your authority as a believer if there's a mountain in your life I'm serious you take that mountain and you make it a target and that mountain has to move in the name of Jesus we don't wait on God to move the mountain. That's, that's people get in that position. No, we take authority over it because here he said if we'd speak to it, it had to move. But it's done through the name of Jesus Christ. So again, we find that in Philippians 2. It's good to go to there, spend time with that, get a hold of that, get a revelation of it. It's the power. Everything is through that name he says in my name so anyway uh be blessed in that today and that's a good thing to dwell on god bless